Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. That's H-A-W-G sports.com. Today on the show, we're going to break down Arkansas's current recruiting class, look at where they compare to the rest of the SEC, talk about some of the latest guys that committed. Danny West is also going to join us. We're going to jump in some transfer discussion. All that and more on Hogsports Live. All right, that was for my little assistant right there, wanted to participate in the show. So we'll jump right into it. First of all, I've got to remind you, there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live, hence the name Hogsports Live. Also available on YouTube. We're almost at 80,000 follows on Facebook Live. So go ahead and follow the page if you haven't done so already. And on YouTube, hit the subscribe button and hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload a new video. Also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you can think of to find your favorite podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please throw us a five-star review if you enjoy the content. Also, Hog Sports is just 30% off right now for your first month. Excuse me, 30% off for your first year or $1 for your first month. And you should also be signing up for free text alerts. You can go to hogsports.com. You'll see the information on the page, but they're free. You sign up, we'll send. Anytime there's breaking news, we'll send an alert to your phone, and you can just hit enter stop anytime you want to stop those. So it's easy to, to opt out, and it's easy to sign up as well. So do both of those things. All right, let's jump into it. As I mentioned, Danny West is going to join us, and also we'll be answering your questions here shortly. Apologize for not having the show last week. Just kind of took some time off. Just a little bit of time off from the show. I will say the house is spotless right now. <laughs> the office is spotless. The drawers are cleaned out. The garage is clean. The, the closets are clean. This house has been redone during the, vi- during the coronavirus. All right. So I mentioned the text alerts. Be sure to sign up for those. There's been a lot of... First of all, let's, let's get into the transfer news and recruiting stuff. George... Caratan, I believe I'm saying that right. Caratan, Caratan, 6'2", 221 punter uh, from Michigan is transferring to Arkansas. So he's one of, what, six grad transfers for Arkansas. Uh, He was a walk-on at Michigan out of Pacific Palisades, California, St. Thomas Moore in the class of 2018. Also had offers for Army, UMass, and others. But uh, he'll come in and compete for the punting job at Arkansas with Sam Loy. Felipe Franks, Levi Draper, Xavier Kelly, Jerry Jacobs, and A.J. Reed are the other transfers and all are expected to make an impact for Arkansas this year. So another addition in the transfer market. Arkansas also has added a grad transfer uh, catcher and Robert Emery out of uh, University of San Francisco, immediately eligible. So that should alleviate some concerns at catcher for Arkansas. There's also plenty of stuff going on with basketball. UG, USC guard Elijah Weaver has trimmed his list to three schools, including Arkansas. This guy was the number 
45 ranked player in the country in the class of 2018. He averaged 6.6 points, 2.4 boards, 1.8 assists in 22 minutes last season at USC and started 14 games. But he has seeked to transfer. He will have to sit out a season, but Arkansas is in the final three for his services. Also, East Tennessee State transfer Bo Hodges has narrowed his list to five and has Arkansas in that mix. So that's another one to watch. 6'4", 190. Averaged 12.7 points, 5.8 rebounds, and two and a half assists per game and shot 50% from field. Arkansas has contacted Georgetown transfer Matt McCung, also 6'2", 186, who declared for the 2020 NBA draft and withdrew his name and now seeking a transfer. Averaged 15.7 points, 3.1 rebounds, 2.4 assists in 21 games last season with the Hoyas. On the flip side, Arkansas also has had some players transfer out. We know Jordan Jones entered his name into the transfer portal December 17th, I believe, so like a week after Sam Pittman was announced as the head coach at Arkansas, but he has found a home at Cincinnati. Wide receiver for Arkansas. So Jones had 17 catches for 191 yards and a touchdown in 2018. He suffered a high ankle sprain and opted to have surgery. This was the first time I'd even heard about having surgery on high ankle sprains, but Eric Gregory also did the same thing, defensive end. But Jones just never recovered last year. And then had some kind of cryptic tweets, I guess, when Pittman was announced, I guess. And then, of course, uh, ended up entering the transfer portal. He'll be reunited with Dan Enos at Cincinnati. And then TQ Jackson – This was actually about a week ago when this was announced, but TQ Jackson uh, is headed to SMU. I wouldn't say either of those spots are better situations than Arkansas is, which is what Sam Pittman said when he had his first meeting with the team. He wants everybody to... He wants everybody to stay at Arkansas is what he said. But I think what we have seen is if you do enter the transfer portal after he gets there, then... It's not just going to be easy to walk right back in. You enter the transfer portal, then you're transferring. Basically, is how it looks is the policy set by Sam Pittman, which I think is a good policy. If you're going to go in the transfer portal, then you're going in the transfer portal. And uh, for the most part, I wouldn't say that players are landing at better situations than Arkansas. Well, Michael Petway, he did it a couple years ago, ended up at Iowa State. Was that last year? TQ is ending up at, at SMU. Jordan Jones ended up at Cincinnati. Colin Clay at Oklahoma State. So that's a pretty good situation. Colin Clay was the one guy out of this. I mean, I didn't wasn't jumping up and down that TQ Jackson jumped in, but it's so much harder to find a 6'5", 300-pound kid with fast twitch muscle fibers that can play on the defensive line in the SEC. So much harder to find that guy versus a wide receiver. If you look at 24-7 recruiting rankings, there are easily more four-star wide receivers than in any other position. It's not so much the case at uh, places like defensive tackle, defensive end. Arkansas's commitment pace right now. So Arkansas is at seven commitments. The average across the SEC right now is eight, and that includes Tennessee, who is the outlier at 21. The next closest is Florida with 14. But at last check, Alabama, Ole Miss – Each of those schools had three. Arkansas has seven. In the Western Division, the average is six. Although nationally, there are more players who are committed right now than there were this time last year. 
And, you know, Danny had a, a post that was interesting about this earlier, and I was talking about it last week a little bit, but you're going to see more players decommit. There's going to be a lot more decommitment stories because players are making more uninformed decisions because they're not able to go on visits. And in fact, that has been extended till June 30th, the dead period. Now they can open up phone calls and all that stuff. You can make phone calls and there's virtual meetings and stuff like that. But as far as having an informed decision, that's been really limited for players. And so you, since you're seeing more commitments in this age, you're also going to see a lot more decommitments. And I also think that even though we're seeing more commitments, you're going to see the signing period, like 80% of players usually sign in the early period, right? In the last year anyway. I think you're going to see – I'm not saying it'll flip, but be probably a little more 50-50 this year. Just my guess, my projection. Once again, I want to remind everybody to get your questions in. And we're going to go ahead and go to Danny West now, see what Danny has to say. Bear with me just a second while we get Danny on the horn. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, buddy. Hey, Danny. What's going on? Oh, not much. We were just talking about recruiting and, you know, the impact of having, what, like 300 more commitments across the country right now than this time last year and mm -hmm. how that could play out in terms of decommitments and, you know, also even though there are more commitments, possibly pushing back the, you know, when players actually sign. You know, last year I think it was 80%. I could see it being more of 50-50, you know, early period versus late period. But I just wanted to get your initial thoughts on that. I'm with you 100%. You know, uh Bud Elliott, who's been a tremendous addition to the 24-7 really sports has. team. I mean, he's been outstanding. Cool dude, too. Great yeah. guy. But uh, when he came out a couple of weeks ago with that stat, in terms of how far, uh, how many more commitments we've seen this year, as opposed to years past, it blew me away. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember saying when all of this first started, I wonder if we're going to see a lot less commitments because kids aren't I able to we take would. visits. Yeah. 
and it's actually worked out the exact opposite of that. I think we've seen, you know, more uh, more FaceTime, more Zoom meet. Did I lose you, Danny? With coaches and we lost you, know, you for uh, the last five uh, seconds. I'm not sure what you said. You guys, you got me now. Yeah, we got you now. I get yeah sorry about that but yeah I was I was curious to see the trend and which way that would go but you've seen more communication between coaches and and players via phone calls and that still gives them an opportunity to really put it on kids and say hey you've been to our campus before we know you can't come right now but you've seen it here Mm -hmm. let's go ahead and wrap it up and I think kids almost feel pressured into locking in a spot in case this thing really uh, drags on for a lot longer than anticipated. And with that, I think you hit it there. We're going to see an astronomical mm-hmm. amount of decommitments at some point. It's going to happen. Do you feel like there's is- maybe like getting scared? And I don't think that's been the case at Arkansas per se, just because of the guys that have committed. But do you think there's like some level of kids getting scared into committing a little bit? Initially, I think, yeah, we probably saw that. And then on top of that, you know it as well as I do, kids follow other kids. Mm-hmm. And once a trend develops, whether it's, you know, how you dress or what you say, they're going to follow each other. And once you see that first wave, I think kids say, well, he's released his top three. I need to come out with a graphic. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy's making a commitment at uh, 2 o'clock next Friday. Maybe it's time for me to do it too. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to be left out. And I think we're, we're seeing some of that, and that's not how you make the best decision for your college life, is it? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, it's going to work out for a lot of these guys. You knew pretty much where they were headed regardless, but we're going to see a ton of decommitments, and it ought to be, you know, as a recruiting writer, it ought to be pretty fun, to be honest with you, to see how all of it shakes out because, you know, not to mention names, I see some of these commitments going uh, left and right at other teams, and I'm like, yeah, we'll see about that one. We'll see if that one sticks. So, yeah, to answer your question, I think a, a lot of decommitments will be the result of it. And, uh, again, it's going to be fun. And towards the end of the year, once kids start taking these campus visits again, I think they're going to say, wait a minute. Now, I, I may have made my decision way too early here. Danny West joining us. Again, most of Danny's content is VIP, so you do need a VIP subscription to follow Danny's content and uh and everything he paints in terms of a uh, big picture of recruiting for arkansas athletics and one, speaking of big picture texas is obviously been a priority for arkansas under chad morris it was definitely ignored um under brett bielema especially the second half just wouldn't hire coaches from texas wouldn't put an effort in there it's like they just kind of gave up on it but this current staff is making texas a priority they are, and a lot of people were curious about that. When you lose a Jeff Trailer and Chad Morris, obviously, who put so much emphasis on that state, you, you wondered when Sam Pittman came in. Sure, you, you, you brought in Barry Odom, Kendall Browse, a couple of guys there with some Texas ties mm-hmm. and had recruited the state, obviously, really well in their uh, prior stops. But, yeah, I, I think it was a fair question. Are they really going to, uh, you know, stay focused on that state? And so far, they have. Mm-hmm. You know, sixty as of last, what was that, Trey, last Friday maybe, when I put out that story Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these numbers change daily, obviously. But at that time, you know, they had put out 62 offers in the state of Texas. And that was ahead of teams like Texas A&M, Texas Longhorns, TCU, in the state of Texas and only behind Kansas, Baylor, and Texas Tech. 
for the number four spot. Kansas, obviously, an outlier. Uh, like I told John Neighbors last week, I mean, shoot, they may offer both of us. You know, mm-hmm. at some point, Kansas offers pretty much everybody. With, yeah, they do. Um, Kansas is on but, everybody's – every time I go through yeah. and write down who's been offered, Kansas is on there. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, that's that, that's typical of Les Miles given the situation he's in. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, I will say for the 2022 class – Arkansas is ahead of Kansas in this category in terms of offers out in Texas. So mm-hmm. could be a case where other teams are identifying. I'm not accusing Kansas of following everybody, but, you know, could be a case where other teams identify the kids first and then KU jumps in later on. So, Danny, Arkansas has seven commitments right now. And I guess the latest, J.B. on Hunt's the latest one, right? Running back out Man, of Oklahoma I think City. so, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It seems like they've been piling up over the last three weeks here, but yeah, that's yeah. correct. So Hunt has some of the offers that he has includes Baylor, Minnesota, Nebraska, Ole Miss, Texas Tech, Virginia Tech, Washington State. I was just curious what your impressions are of Hunt. He is a borderline, almost a four-star recruit. He's the number, what is he? I've got the commit list 21. right here somewhere. 21 by 24 seven sports and on the composite he's 25th, he's the 20, 25th. Yeah. number right. 373 overall prospect in the country and it looks like on the composite just point <clears throat> point four oh oh four nine yep out of being a four star <laughs> for those who know who know how the scoring system works but uh, sure. what are your thoughts on Hunt and and just the running back position I, I think we're it looks pretty clear that they're going to go after at least another running back in the class. Yeah, I think uh, – and when you called me last week when this guy was about to commit, you know, we typically talk kind of off the record, you and I, and give mm-hmm. our real thoughts on these guys. And you say, uh, hey, what do you think about this guy? what I tell you about him? Love him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love him. He reminds me a lot of Dominic Richardson from last year's class, ironically from the state of Oklahoma. And I know uh, Richardson at one point was the number one running back on their board for Jeff Trailer and those guys. So, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot to like here. You know, if you were to watch him on film, Trey, and, and not uh, know what a team looked at him as, mm-hmm. I think you might come away saying, this guy's going to be a great safety in the SEC. <laughs> like, that's how – I mean, I loved him at defensive back. But, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot to like there. He looks like a million bucks, six foot, 205. Uh, uh, you know, he's fast, uh, he's got good speed, but there's a lot to like about him. You mentioned the running back spot. I'm curious now, uh, who can you follow up with? Uh, are we talking about a case where they get two from Oklahoma and A.J. Green, a four-star guy? Uh, you mentioned Javion and, and his ranking there. I think, honestly, Trey, he's probably a guy that if he were able to go to some of these off-season camps this summer, Mm-hmm. probably would have a pretty good chance of, of moving yeah. up and becoming a four-star. So could be a situation where, like a lot of these guys in Arkansas's early commitment list, could be a case where Arkansas got a little bit fortunate. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it's it's interesting to me that all seven of these guys had already visited this offseason prior to the shutdown. That's no coincidence, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, uh, a guy so like comfortable Marco Avant, who measured in at 6'2 189, the last mm-hmm. year and now is six two and well he's two twelve now. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and who knows maybe he's gotten even taller. But uh, you know a guy like him and Landon Rogers being able to get like some some numbers some clocking on him. I think there are a lot of guys like that in this class that you know possibly could have a higher ranking. So you're right, Arkansas possibly did move up. I also think that 
you know, when we look four years, five years down the road at the NFL draft, which is what we're measuring this against, you know, it's not like mm-hmm. NFL performance. It's like where they end up going in the draft. That's kind of the measuring stick. There's 32 five stars. There's 32 first rounders. But I think this is probably going to end up being our worst year ever in terms of nailing the evaluations because we missed all the camps. I mean, there's so much that our analysts pull away from the camps, you know, just an eyeball test. But I also think that's the same as far as college coaches, you know, in terms of coaches maybe not knowing exactly who they want. You know, we know recruits probably maybe are a little more confused on what's out there, but coaches also – I mean, they missed the entire spring evaluation period. They haven't had junior days. They just had the one in February and the one in March, and then everything shut down. So it was unfortunate that February usually was a big month for junior day visits, and they turned it into a dead period just starting this year. So that was obviously <laughs> bad That's timing. A bad to, year to start that. Bad one. bad year to start that. Uh, <laughs> but you missed the all the evaluation period, and then all the official visits that would be going on now, and. Uh, junior days, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's tough. It's tough to be a coach right now and an evaluator, certainly. Yeah, and, and you know, on top of that, we're talking about just evaluating them as players, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we're missing something here to where you're not getting them on campus for a 48-hour official visit in the spring. You're not getting all those extra uh, spring practice visits and mm-hmm. junior days. So I think there's something lost there you know, in terms of like getting to know the kid and their right. family. What, How are they going to fit in? What kind of kid are you getting? The NCAA yeah. holds you to a very high standard on the type of kids that you bring in. And, yeah, you're definitely definitely put at a disadvantage there as well. Yeah. And going back to something I thought you had a good point on there with Landon Rogers. you know, it's uh, for a quarterback, for Landon Rogers, if he was just going out there and throwing the ball in a camp setting, mm-hmm. I think he moves way up to be honest with you. That arm is live, man. And obviously you've seen him. He's, he's a good-looking kid. He would run well. So I thought you, you had a good point there in terms of, yeah, yeah it probably hurts his ranking, you know, mm-hmm. not being able to go out and, and be seen. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of disadvantages in recruiting and, and also, of course, not having spring football as, as a new coaching staff and stuff like that. But they are still meeting and still talking and stuff. In fact, you had a little bit of a breakdown on that. I don't want to give all that away. It's VIP, but you're obviously they're still meeting and, and going over stuff. Yeah, and I'm not sure how much you want me to go into it here, but um, you know we know they're meeting daily, four times a week, and we've got the times listed there on Hog Sports and you know kind of what goes into that hour and a half meeting per day. Obviously, it's kind of like a practice. It's kind of like a an instant meeting that they would have here on campus, but they break it down, you know, into team and then uh, individual uh, position groups. And then of course, follow it up with special teams. So, yeah, I think there's been some challenges there, even something as simple as, you know, stuff we never think about. Mm-hmm. A lot of these kids are from way out in the country and the Wi-Fi connection is not always great. And if you're late for one of these meetings, you know, I'm not sure if there's a whole lot of leeway there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's going to be consequences for that, too. Yeah. And if there's just so many moving parts in it. I know the kids, I say kids, the, the guys are fed up with it just about. You know, they're ready to get back. Yeah. As much as the coaches want to get started, trust me, these players, they do not like being at home and, and trying to, you know, log into this meeting every day. They want to come to the facility and be around their guys and, 
you know, work out and, and be able to execute some of these plays that they've been learning for the last. I guess what are we, we still target. Yeah, we're I think sixty-seven days into the lockdown. Wow. Uh, are we still targeting June first for a return? Is that the? Is that the Man, latest? I can't keep up with it. I can't I either. So many days they keep changing them, pushing them back and stuff. What about you, Dan? Are you? Period keeps getting pushed back. That's what mm-hmm. it bothers me. And I'm not June thirtieth on the dead period here. now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to start a big debate here. I, it's a it's a touchy situation, mm-hmm. but I will say it strikes me as odd, Trey, that I can still go to Sam's, be surrounded by all these people, and go out to a restaurant again, and we can't figure out a way to get kids back on campus, even one at a time, yeah. one at a time. Well, the, for a visit, the June 30th day, pushing it back to June 30th, to me seems a little bit excessive. I mean, that's a month and a half that you, you're looking ahead. Yeah. And, again, we don't know what I was totally fine with May 31st, by the way. I totally understood Well, that. like, I mean, I, I think that we acted appropriately by shutting things down. But I do too. at the same time, what I understood why we shutting things down is to flatten the curve, right? Mm-hmm. To keep yep. hospitals from being overwhelmed. And I, I feel like now we're at a point where that's not happening so much. And I don't know that Changing the, the, the goal was ever, play. like, to stop everybody from getting COVID-19. I don't know if that, that was like a practical thing because there's plenty, there's so many other, you know, things. There, there's the economy, depression, alcoholism, domestic abuse, suicide. Um, people aren't getting cancer screenings, and we know how to beat cancer is early detection. There's all kinds of other things, you know, that offshoot from shutting the economy down. I know there's a couple of restaurants, few restaurants, there are probably several restaurants in Fayetteville that won't open probably up again. And I know that's not death and losing your life. But it impacts people greatly, and I don't know how long we can keep doing this. And, again, with, like, the recruiting thing, you mentioned June 30th, we're doing we're in phases, right? So yep. we're doing this. And I think the reason, like, you can go to Sam's or you can now go to a restaurant is because there's, like, we're going to do this, and then we'll, you know, just kind of keep expanding it out versus just saying, okay, you can do all of this. I don't know that that's yep. necessarily safe, but pushing it out till June 30th, that seems like a long time to look ahead in your crystal ball when, you know, this thing, information is changing daily. So, yeah, it's, would, it's a tough. It's a, there's no good. There's no good answer, but I don't agree with the idea that we should just be like shut down until we have a vaccine. I don't think that we can survive that. I mean, there's like obviously on the surface you look at it and people are dying, but there are all kinds of other things that are happening. People are dying because of other reasons because of this associated with this shutdown. So, yeah, buddy, I don't know what the answer is, but you know, I, smarter people my than world us. Pretty much, yeah, they're going to be a lot smarter than us. But mm-hmm. my world tends to revolve around. I see everything from a recruiting window, right? How mm-hmm. does it impact recruiting? And man, I understood every move they made, like you said, up until that last one, where you extended another month and a half. That one just come on now, can we not? meet once a week and right. say okay this is where we're at this and we're talking about see. having a kid on campus you know one kid yeah uh, one kid gets to go hang out with sam Pittman right for two hours right and not not sam a huge group of 200 junior day visitors no no but, we're not but, doing an lsu type junior day here right doing one kid at a time even if you wanted to limit it trey to in-state kids only yeah if you want to be super safe about it, which not would not benefit Arkansas, <laughs> it wouldn't benefit Arkansas. <laughs> it would be, be like it would benefit Georgia, Georgia and <laughs> yeah, there'd be some schools that Florida schools yeah. would be like, yeah, let's do that. 
<laughs> well, James would be up here a lot, though. That'd be the benefit, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. All right, Danny. I All think right, that's buddy. it. I think we did it. All right. Stay safe. Have a good one. All right. Appreciate you. All right. That's Danny West joining us again. Danny does most of our VIP stuff, so you do need a VIP subscription. And, again, it's just $1 right now for your first month to sign up at HAWGsports.com. All right. Where are we at now? I'm sure we've got plenty of comments. I know there's a lot of differing opinions on whether Arkansas or whether the, the country should open up again and what pace and, and all of that stuff. And that's I'm not a doctor. It's just my, my opinion. I do read everything I can about it and watch all the White House briefings. I watch the news with a grain of salt. I know how that can be framed. But it's a scary time. I understand that. Okay, Arkansas could be among the nation's best three-point shooting teams. This is from Kevin Flaherty, Flaherty, uh, who's with our national desk, which our national desk does a great job. we got like a dozen people who are just constantly churning out content. It's another good benefit of hogsports.com and 24-7 sports. But if Isaiah Joe comes back, J.D. Note, who at 57 three-pointers in 2018-19 at Jacksonville, Desi Sills knocked down 47 last year, even though he got off to an awful start. I think he missed, like, his first 17 threes. Um, Isaiah Joe, if he's coming back. Vance Jackson hit 50 threes and was 34%. Connor Vanover hit 27 threes. I think that number will tick up with him. And this story doesn't even mention Moses Moody, um, you know, KVK Robinson, anybody else who can shoot the three. But Moody can really knock it down. So, Arkansas could be. I, I, still, I think as much as I loved Arkansas's basketball team last year, I think that might be Musselman's worst team at Arkansas. I think they're going to be a perennial NCAA team. And with the transfer portal, you know, I used to always say, you know, I think three out of four years Arkansas should definitely be making the NCAA tournament. And then you move on from there. But with transfers, that kind of changes. I mean, it's easier to rebuild. I had a story on the most underrated Razorbacks – of 2000, from 2007 to 2016. So that's guys that have moved on to the NFL draft. Um, I didn't want to include anybody else, but I, I thought that was an interesting story. Dijon Harris is number 10. Robert, And it's by star ranking. So Dijon Harris was an 85 mid-range three-star. Robert Thomas was a mid-range three-star. He didn't get drafted, but he made it an NFL roster, which is extremely hard to do. Dre Greenlaw, mid-range, 85 type of three-star. Drafted by San Francisco. Sebastian Tertola was a low three-star, an 83. He was drafted, had some off-field issues. Jake Beckett was a, was the same as Tertola, an 83. He was drafted. Jake Beckett may end up being president of the United States before it's all said and done. All-SEC performer at Arkansas, academic All-American, graduated in like three years then went to law school at Arkansas. Drafted in the NFL, played four or five years with New England Patriots, and then enlisted in the Army and is currently a first lieutenant. I believe that's still accurate. Pretty good path to presidency for Jake Beckett. <laughs> Chris Gregg was an 81, very low three-star recruit and ended up being drafted. Trey Flowers was an 80. He was almost a two-star. Picked Arkansas over Georgia Tech, Alabama, and Auburn. Neither of them offered him. Kiro Small was a seventh-round pick, was a 79, two-star recruit. 
Drew Morgan wasn't drafted, but you can't mitigate what he did as a player. I mean, he led the SEC in touchdown catches, was a second-team All-SEC performer as a junior. Wasn't drafted, didn't make an NFL roster, but was a 78, was a two-star recruit. That is not the numbers of a two-star recruit. And Javante Herndon. Javante Herndon may surprise some people, but he was a 75. He was a mid-range two-star, a 75 the lowest-ranked recruit Arkansas has had in a long time in, in terms of scholarship players. And he wasn't drafted but did make an NFL roster and one year had 24 catches for 195 yards in the NFL. So I thought that was kind of an interesting story, and I go into a lot more detail on it. You can read that at Hog Sports. Last Dance, I don't want to go into that too much, but, man, what a great last two episodes – some great reactions. Jordan's last shot. I really hope this opens the eyes of a lot of younger people who, you know, weren't around for Jordan, didn't really understand. I thought on Van Pelt yesterday, uh, they made a great point just about, I think it was Bob Costas who said, you know, you have Satchel Page and you have um, Babe Ruth, some of these legendary figures and there's these Paul Bunyan type stories about them that you can't verify but all of this is documented you can go back and look at everything that Michael Jordan did and it's all documented and that's why it's it's rare it's a rare situation so that's pretty much what we got today guys let's jump into some of your questions here I need, I need a football game or a basketball game or a baseball game. I'll take a baseball game, something to talk about. But we, I think we've done a good job of churning out content. We had over 200 articles last month. We're on pace for that again this month. Diving into our bag of tricks, and there's always recruiting. Adam Green says, do we think we will have football this year with fans in the stadium? I think personally that we will have football if things continue to move forward and opening things up. I mean, we're seeing it in other countries. We're seeing, you know, I mean, NASCAR is probably about the safest sport there is to play. I mean, we've seen some MMA. We've seen baseball in other countries. I know Little League baseball stuff is starting up. Teams are, you know, people are starting to talk about practicing and stuff for that. So, I think we will have football. I don't know if we'll have football with fans in the stands, or at least not initially, or a limited number of fans. I don't know how you do it. Somebody will figure it out. But I do think that we'll have football. Gerald Robert Burns says, love the show. Appreciate you, Gerald. Gerald says, do you make house calls, need some cleaning done? No, not in this age. <laughs> Chad Everett says, good Monday morning from South Georgia. Good Monday afternoon, excuse me. Matthew Lowe says, are we high on any defensive linemen? Yeah, Danny's got a whole breakdown. If you go to the big red board, Matthew, you can look at it. There's a few guys, uh, particularly defensive ends. I don't know if it's like particularly high defensive tackle, but Danny's got a, a, an in-depth breakdown there. Steve Armand's from Cabot. Lance Taylor says, Arky in Houston, love my hogs. Barbie Thyman, Barbara Thyman says, love my home state. Will Lennox says, how's recruiting right now? Next commit, basketball transfers and recruiting news. I think we went over pretty much most of that with Danny, Will. So I hope you got fulfilled there. Jacob Botwinick Botwinick says, could the SEC play football on its own? I mean, I think there's been talk about that, maybe just playing a conference slate and maybe a one-plus-one game. I think for Arkansas that would hopefully be Notre Dame. There's been talk about that. There's been talk about starting the season late. I think if you run into talking about playing the season in January, 
then you run into I mean, you're going to run into basketball, football, baseball, recruiting, all that stuff's going to overlap. You're not going to be able to do spring football again. I mean, that's certainly not ideal. Nathan Espinoza, any word on Joe, says Austin Gibson. The only thing we know about Joe is they have pushed back the June 3rd deadline to when you can withdraw your name from the NBA draft. I'm not sure when they pushed it back to, but they pushed it back. So it could be even longer. <laughs> Nathan Espinoza says, give us some good news, trade. What do you think about the incoming baseball transfers? Thanks for all your hard work. Baseball, not really my area of uh, special, my specialty area, but uh, they did. They are adding a, a catcher. Has Danny been photographed without a ball cap, says Don Eldred. <laughs> he has. We have the same picture with him without a cap. He decided to go with the cap. Jacob Botwick says, is this live on Instagram too? No, just put it on YouTube and on Facebook Live. Brady Mitchell says, just on here. Brent Lowe, sa- Brent Lowe says, do you think masks will be mandatory at Razorback sporting events this year? I could see that. If so, the university should do a Razorback mask giveaway for home games. I could see them if they have fans in the stands just handing them out. I saw something on Amazon on 60 Minutes. I think that was last week, maybe 60 Minutes. But um, on 60 Minutes where the employees just walk in and there's a, a laser thing that just, you know, takes their temperature right when they're walking in. Maybe there's something like that could be implemented. I think it's more practical. I think they're testing 350,000 people a day right now in the country. But I think it's more practical where we do those tests that, you know, take like 10 minutes uh, on – all the football players. Uh, Arizona State, I believe, is implementing their own testing system for their university where they test their students with their test and process them at their own lab. Maybe that's something that Arkansas is doing. I'm sure there are other universities that are doing things like that. But there's all kinds of things like that that I think you know can work. John G says, Trey, I know this is off subject, but I have a debate question. Who do you think is the greatest of all time, Arkansas football, as far as an accolades and greatness standpoint, Sean Andrews or Darren McFadden, both are highly decorated. I like both, but learning a little more, leaning a little more towards DMAC. Double dokes are hard to beat. Before this year, it was only two. Uh, I think it's clearly Darren McFadden. I mean, Sean Andrews definitely had an impact. Darren was actually, he was drafted higher than Sean in the NFL draft. Um, he finished. He's one of only a couple of players to finish second for the Heisman Trophy, and uh, yeah, I don't think there's any question that's Darren McFadden. Jacob Bot Winnick says Darren McFadden, no question. Yeah, I agree. Shane Walter says, do you think virtual visits will be a new evolution of recruiting even after this pandemic slows down or we get a vaccine? I think so. I think there are plenty of things that can be a positive change you know, with the pandemic. I mean, if you're looking for silver linings, like I think about like, um, you know, kids playing more outside or, you know, get maybe be given a little more freedom, at least depends on the neighbor. I have a great neighborhood and, um, you know, I feel like my daughter, I feel more comfortable with her being out and about. Whereas, you know, in the past, you know, kind of like I was when I was a kid, we'd just go all over the place and not necessarily like that, but, you know, she's got a gizmo watch. I can tell where she is everywhere. You know, I think there may be some things here and there, Maybe people in general being a little bit more aware of, you know, what transmits disease. And possibly, you know, when there is something that comes along that is more deadly, which eventually probably will come, we'll probably be better prepared for it. 
Where's Lou Holtz? Maybe the spelling wrong. I've been away too long. I'm not sure. Uh, Brent Lowe says, recruiting question, do you think we can, will have elite linebacker play during Pittman's tenure? It's been a, a little bit. I mean, they've had some really good linebackers, Dre Greenlaw, Dijon Harris. I think Dijon possibly could have gotten drafted if he'd been on a better team maybe. I think that probably hurt him a little bit. Um, but they've had some good linebackers, bumper pool. But really since Martrell Spate, since I would say they've had elite linebacker play. And especially with Dre, you know, he was hurt a good bit. Played seven games one year, nine games one year, broke his foot twice. John G says, Jacob Andrews also has double Outlands too, I think, also. I don't know if he won the Outland Trophy twice. Did he? he won the Jacob. Where is Sidney Moncrief? Says George Ezekipi. Ezekipi? Uh, I saw Sidney Moncrief at an Arkansas basketball game and interviewed him not too long ago. Why do we always lose to any team in Mississippi? It wasn't always like that. I mean, pretty much now they're just losing to any team. <laughs> and Botwinick points out the Henry Henry lateral. Where is Eddie Sutton? I mean, Joe Adams' punt return. What are, you, what are we talking about here? Is Bear Bryant from Arkansas? Bear Bryant is from Fordyce. Man, George, just quit. Aaron Wayne Moyer says, what seed is – what seed in the best scenario and worst scenario do you see us in for next year's NCAA tournament? It's hard to say, but right now ESPN has Arkansas as a nine seed projected, and I think they had him as an eight seed before and now as a nine seed. I don't know what changed. Maybe Mason Jones declaring. All right, George, I'm going to take a break from you. John G says – with the players and system in place now, I'm not afraid to say we could sniff the Final Four next year. I think that Arkansas will make a run under Musselman. I think they knocked it out of the park with him. Brady Mitchell says, this isn't my Google. This isn't Google, my man. I know. George, Ezekipi, Google it. Just Google it. Donnie A. Butt says, take their temp and wear a mask and could have at least five kids on campus. I agree. I mean, I think they're – but, again, I think there are steps that we take that and I think they're doing that you know like Danny was saying why can I do this and not this and I think it's just you know more compartmentalized we're going to do this and then we're going to expand to this and then if stuff something happens and stuff goes bad then we can you know condense again and hopefully that won't happen John says if our paint presence was there this year we could have easily won five more games yeah I think so okay okay George, it's not about taking your place and listen. It's just like you're flooding with really simple questions. You could just Google. Carson Davis says, Eno said of Jordan Jones in 2007, the sky's the limit. I remember when they have a special player, I was right there. I remember him saying it when, when it was announced he was going to Cincinnati. I was thinking, well, we'll see. We'll see if he's a special player or not. Last year was kind of tough for Jordan with being injured. Voting on Friday for June 1st, June 15th to athletes back. Jordan. Thank you, Jonathan. How does a player get a star rating? I mean, he's evaluated. He's evaluated on film. He's evaluated on purpose, on person. You will very, very rarely see a recruit get a four-star rating if they hasn't been seen in person. And the only way that happens is a guy like Traylon Burks, who would have been rated higher if he'd ever gone to any camps. But Burks never went to any camps. Nobody ever saw him in person except for people in Arkansas. So he was – his his – his ranking was based on like people like me, Danny, you know, just going to bat for him. Same deal with uh, Hudson Henry for a long time. Hudson didn't go to any camps. 
Hunter Henry too, I believe. How much does the late start affect this new coaching staff, this coach staff implementing their new system? I think it's going to affect them. I think it will affect everybody. But teams that have new coordinators, I think it probably affects them most. When do I think we'll get some offensive linemen? They've got two commitments, Matthew Lowe. They've got two commitments on the offensive line. So it's a good start. And they're in on some other good guys. Matthew says, I wouldn't be surprised if we got another transfer for basketball. They're certainly in the mix for a lot of them. If we pick up another transfer, will there be any sports left for Joe, spots left for Joe to come back? They'll figure it out some kind of way. You ever watch Cabin Fever? This is what the virus reminds me of. It kind of reminds me of 28 Days Later. Wasn't that the one where they find, or was it, was it the one, I'm Legend, where they find the cure for cancer, everybody gets, like, injected, and then everybody turns into a zombie? <laughs> Any guess on when we'll end the Southwest Conference? I can't remember how much longer they have. I wouldn't be opposed to continue playing it, but maybe against a different team. Start going home and home with Texas A&M. Musselman would probably make moves on the roster if Joe came back. Yes, Matthew. Jason Doyle says, I went back and watched the 2011 Cotton Bowl last week. I can't say how much I took those days for granted. Absolutely. Matthew Smith says, good job, Trey. Appreciate you, Matthew. David Ballard says, always love listening to Trey. A lot of useful information. Appreciate that, David. And with that... We're going to wrap it up on this high note. I want to thank everybody for joining us. I want to thank Danny West for chiming in as well. Always great to have his input. And I want to remind you, there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always, of course, tune in on Facebook Live where we are streaming live. Also available on YouTube. Almost 50,000 subscribers, excuse me, almost 80,000 followers on on Facebook. So if you haven't followed the page, go ahead and do so now. That way this video will pop up anytime you're, you're, uh, you're on your computer. And we're going live and also all of our free content we run through Facebook. Not just our free content, but also plenty of national stories as well. Also available on YouTube. Um, be sure to subscribe to that channel and hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload a new video there. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, throw us a five-star review. Also available anywhere else. 30% off right now for your first year at hogsports.com or $1 for your first month. Again, thanks to Danny. Thanks to my daughter for introing us. And thank you to all of you for joining us. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.